0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times where we guide you to healthier living and clear up common misconceptions with our expert guests. I'm Joyce Teo and my co-host is Ernest Lewis. Today we have Associate Professor Su Li Yang. He's the head of the Infectious Diseases Programme, and the co director of the Leadership Institute for Global Health Transformation at the NUS Saucery Hawk School of Public Health. And he's going to talk about antimicrobial resistance and what you can do about this. Hi, Dr. Su. Hello. Hi, welcome. So, you recently collaborated with award winning artist Sunny Liu on a graphic novel called The Antibiotic Tales. Can you tell us more about the
1: book? Certainly. This is a comic that Sunny designed and drew, and we attempt to explain something about antibiotics and antibiotic resistance inside in a way that we feel might engage the audience more than the healthcare professionals that Mm -hmm. only deal with the problem now.
0: And you're saying the antimicrobial resistance is a major global health threat, right? That's right. And it's something that most people don't understand. You want to tell us more about that? And what's the difference between that and antibiotic resistance?
1: Okay, antimicrobials are a broader class that encompasses all the different types of microbes like bacteria, viruses, parasites, fungus, Mm -hmm. whereas antibiotics just deals with drugs that target bacteria. And you're right that many people don't understand enough about antibiotic resistance Mm -hmm. because it is quite a complex problem, almost like climate change in the past, although we have a better understanding of that now.
2: So actually, a very interesting comic book. We'll have the link to that as well in our podcast in the text below. Dr. Su, I want to ask you, right, how serious is this problem? I mean... I don't feel as if people here have that kind of climate change mentality when it comes to antibiotics and talking about this. How do you feel about that?
1: That's right, because at least as far as climate change is concerned now, you can see the weather change and all kinds of aberrant weather appearing all over the world, so it's quite obvious. But antibiotic resistance is kind of invisible and only the people who are infected may know a little bit about it. But many people have tried to quantify, many experts have tried to quantify what is the scale of the problem. And estimates range from it causing about 700,000 deaths now to a projected 10 million by 2050, which is huge numbers. Wow, yeah. yeah. Economic impact is believed to be the same as the 2008 financial crisis.
2: In a nutshell, how would you describe this problem now that we have?
1: The problem now is huge, but it is not readily apparent because say in Singapore all our infections one way or another can still be treated by antibiotics. If we were in a poorer part of the world then that problem is larger because although the antibiotics can still treat these infections they would have to use antibiotics that are more expensive or are not available in villages or towns and that's where the deaths and the costs can occur. In Singapore we are a bit luckier but nonetheless there are still deaths and higher costs associated with getting such infections. Like mm-hmm. in our hospitals now, oh. there are every day, maybe dozens if not a hundred over people with such infections getting treated. We did some estimates recently based on a survey that the Ministry of Health commissioned in 2016. And maybe we estimate about 7,000 or so people would have infections by such drug resistance bacteria in our hospitals alone, and that's not counting the ones that get it in the community. So the problem is certainly not small, it's just not apparent to the general public, which is the other reason why we tried to do this comic.
2: So there's an increasing number of drug-resistant bacteria. That's the problem because we've been abusing all this while. That's right. And in, in human medicine, as opposed to, like say, animal farming and all that, you want to explain that situation out there as well? Yes, certainly.
1: So, in effect, what happens is that when we use an antibiotic, we create a pressure on all the bacteria that's in us. And this pressure causes the bacteria to change and try to develop ways to avoid being destroyed by the antibiotic. Mm -hmm. And that process of evolution results in different types of resistance to the antibiotic, which it can pass to other bacteria and not just those of its same kind. Okay. And when we use it in humans, then the bacteria in our body can become resistant to this antibiotic And that can be passed between people But we also use antibiotics in animals and a lot of it as well Although many people are not aware of that Because antibiotics are used in animals not just to treat specific infections But they are used as growth promoters That means they are given to healthy animals so that the animals can become bigger, fatter, faster And the meats can be harvested and reach the market earlier A lot of these animals are also bred in rather unhygienic and cramped conditions. And the Mm -hmm. antibiotics also help to prevent infections from developing in them. But that also causes the bacteria in these animals, as well as the environments, to develop resistance to the antibiotics. Some of these resistance genes or the bacteria can be passed to humans.
0: We're talking about all kinds of meats here, right? Including like kampong chicken which some people think that they're actually because you know, they're small they may not be fattened up
1: That's right Kampong chicken we tend to have this image of chickens running mm. around like a free range but actually <laughs> they're just a different type of chicken there's also it's bread in right. cages
2: well, it's great to hear that and you really drove home the message here that we need to adopt a kind of like a climate change mentality actually to this abuse of antibiotics. That's right, yes. Okay, now if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our series Health Check on Apple's podcast or Google podcast or even on Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation with Dr. Sue.
0: Dr. Su, what are the common misconceptions that people have on antimicrobial resistance, the other ones?
2: I think the
1: the most common one is that people believe that antibiotics can treat the common cold or the flu Mm -hmm. that they get. These are caused by viruses which are not treated at all by antibiotics. So it's kind of a waste to take antibiotics for these conditions. There are also numerous surveys that show us that people think antibiotic resistance is about our body becoming resistant to the antibiotics. Mm -hmm. But of course, we understand that's not true. It's the bacteria in us that becomes Mm -hmm. resistant to the antibiotics.
2: So let's say if the doctor tells you that you have a bacterial infection and you need antibiotics... Should I say, no, no, I want to be conscious and say no to it or that's different, right? That's
1: different, yes. So I think you should still trust your doctor to make (laughs) all the right decisions for you. And if he thinks you should take the antibiotics, then you should listen to the doctor. Okay.
0: What about the environmental aspects of antimicrobial resistance?
1: I briefly mentioned that just mm. now. So, okay. we tend to think of antibiotic resistance in humans, but like I said, mm. animals, the bacteria in animals, can also develop resistance. And because we shed bacteria into the environments all the time, that means that the bacteria in the environments can also be found to have antibiotic resistance genes. And for about a decade ago, people were hunting all over the world trying to look for where there are no antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Mm -hmm. They found it in the Arctic. They found it in the Antarctic. (laughs) (laughs) They've gone to the oceans and found it in the bacteria there. So, there really is no escape from the fact that (laughs) all over earth now, there are just antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Wow.
2: Do you find in general, right, in the past year or two, that there is a better level of knowledge about this in the public and also among medical practitioners as well? And even with doctors also resisting their patients when they come in? Because, you know, culturally, it is a cultural problem here as well. But do you find it's improving?
1: I think the awareness of it is certainly growing. A couple of weeks ago, I gave a talk to some GPs and one of them complained that his patients are now telling him that they don't want antibiotics. Uh. Whereas in the past, this was not the case.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. Even if they need it, they mm. don't want to take it.
2: That's right. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but as we just heard, you shouldn't say no when it's a bacterial infection. Right. right. It only applies when you have a viral infection.
1: Usually, it's hard to tell, but yeah. the doctor will try their best to treat you properly.
2: Yeah. Listen to that diagnosis as well. Yes.
0: So, just at the launch of your book, right, I mean, there was a and a session, right? Can you share with us some of the interesting questions that came?
1: Actually, the most interesting questions came from the children and that made us very pleased because Mm -hmm. I think it showed that they were interested and they were thinking about it. One of the questions was, why are the doctors always telling us to take antibiotics? Which I thought, wow, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That coming from a child is quite interesting insight. And another one asked about Mm -hmm. the impact of antibiotics on the environment, same like Mm -hmm. what you did. And others wanted to know whether there was any way to try to improve the situation to Mm -hmm. reduce antibiotics and antibiotic resistance all around us.
0: Right, that's interesting. So awareness has grown, right? Mm. But uh, when we, you know, back to what we discussed earlier about the use of antibiotics in the animal industry, right? Do you think that in Singapore, that situation can improve? Because in the US, it's a bit different, right? You were mentioning earlier.
1: That's right. So in the US, because of consumer pressure, the big brands like McDonald's, Mm other fast food brands. They have specifically told their suppliers that Mm -hmm. they should not use antibiotics in the meats that they produce. Mm -hmm. And that's entirely because there is a pressure from the consumers for it. Mm -hmm. Singapore is slightly different. As you know very well, only about less than 3% of the food is grown in Singapore. So we are still largely dependent on meats from around the region and all over the world, in fact. I think there's a move now by the World Health Organization and the Food and the Animal Organizations, FAO, to try to reduce the use of growth promoters in animals and to eliminate them all together. I'm not sure when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. In EU, it's already happened. US is gradually going to happen. So it may well be just a matter of time before we see this being phased out of the animal husbandry industry.
0: Hopefully, it will happen sooner than later. And they keep the cost down. Yes. (laughs) Because organic is really expensive.
2: (laughs) That's right, yes. I mean, is there anything that we as consumers in Singapore can do to help this movement overseas? I mean, as you said, we are dependent on food supplies from overseas as well, most of it. That's right. But
1: if you go to the supermarkets now, you will see entire shelves of organic food because there is demand for these types of food. In the same way, if there's increasing demand for food that is raised without antibiotics being used as growth promoters, and this is kind of challenging because it's conceptually not easy to verify Mm -hmm. um, and not easy to understand, then suddenly we can get there in the same way that the EU and US have done.
0: Does it affect us, I mean, the antibiotics if we consume too much of it?
1: If you're talking about consuming too much antibiotics, then there's always the issue of getting side effects from the antibiotics and the cost of it. But for antibiotic resistance... If we harbour these bacteria Mm. Then there's a chance that we will get infected by them Mm. And that results in infections that are more costly to treat Mm. And have worse risks or complications
2: Is there any final burning point you want to sort of impress upon people?
1: I guess a couple The first that we have already spoken about Is Mm. not to ask your doctor for antibiotics Mm -hmm. And then the second is to understand a little bit more About antibiotic resistance and how it can affect us
0: Well, thanks for the tips, Dr. Sue.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That's a wrap for Health Check. We hope you like this latest healthy living tips. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.